come back to maybe eventually. Today's date is uh, January 2nd, 2022. Happy New Year. Have a good one. My name is Ian. And my name is Ashley. And we're here to to talk talk to you about... our every stuff. our everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how, what, how have you been, my sweet, my sweetness? Pretty good. Um, you know, we finally made it through the holiday season. Yeah, <laughs> which felt like it went on forever. Yeah, it, it went on for about four months. Yeah, it was nice. Uh huh. But I am happy that we get to go back to kind of like normal life now. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, every week felt like a month for me. <laughs> we're not usually very, like, socially active, and there right. was, like, something we were doing almost every day. It was kind of draining, uh-huh. but it's nice to reset again. But yeah. we did have really a good, a really good month, I think. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure. Um, we celebrated Christmas. We... Uh, we had the New Year celebration. We went... Did we talk about going to see your grandma last time that we did this podcast? I think we were talking about going, that we were going to do it. Yeah, we did do that. We went to- It was awesome. Yeah. She was so- (laughs) So basically, it was my grandma's birthday, and the border hadn't been open, so she couldn't cross to go see my family in Laredo, and they couldn't go over there to see her, and obviously, she couldn't see my family. Right. So it was- just a big surprise that my aunt organized this whole thing where everyone got to see her. Um, and she instantly was, she was shocked when she walked into the restaurant, we were all sitting there waiting for her. And she like, it took her like 30 seconds to process who we were. (laughs) (laughs) And then she started crying. So it was really cute. Yeah. Um, and then we had Italian food Mm -hmm. in Mexico and it was fucking good. It was like a hybrid, though. It was like yeah. Mexican-Italian. Yeah, which is like, if you had to combine two, <laughs> two of my favorites, those, <laughs> those be the two. That's true. And then shortly after we had, um, did we go to Gristmill for my mom's birthday or what was that for? No, that was because my aunt visited with her husband. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so we did go to Gristmill. That was nice. Yeah, it it's was in, a nice time. It's in a little town called Green. Um yeah. and it's just like a cute little town and they have this really nice restaurant. It was it was a really nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And um Where did we go for your mom's birthday? That's what I'm trying to remember. I think we just ate at home. We had Oh, my dad made carne asada. Yeah. Yeah. And they made us a co- they made accommodations for us, which is really nice. Yes. I had chicken and turkey sausage, I yes. think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was Ooh, very good. That actually brings up oh. our changes that we're trying to make in yes. a diet, actually. Yeah. So we kind of know every week on Saturday we're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, a meal with my family. And usually that means we have to find a way to get chicken. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times either they have chicken or they'll have like beef or something. Right. And <clears throat> I came across a book... Uh, from a like San Antonio vegan Facebook group that I'm a part of called How Not to Die. Mm. And I just thought- That's not what the group is called, but that's what the book is called. Right, that's yeah. the book. And <laughs> and I looked it up on Apple Books and I was like, 
$30 for this book? Hell no. And then I remembered a few days later that you told me about like renting out books or audiobooks mm. from an app for free. Right. So that's when I asked you about it, downloaded it, listened to pretty it's, much. It's Libby. It is a library um, yeah. service that's all digital. And and I yeah. love this service. I use it all the time. It's it's awesome. That's super handy. <clears throat> um, I started to listen to the book. And that's only because I have a hard time reading. Like, I lose focus very easily. So I knew if I wanted to actually absorb the information, I had to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And it was nice. And the doctor, he narrated himself. Mm -hmm. Some people actually didn't like his narration because he was too, like, animated and, like, passionate. Oh. But I personally thought it was more interesting this I way. Think, I think it's so much better whenever the author narrates their own book. Because I listened yeah. to... Uh, the on writing with Stephen King, and he mm -hmm. narrated his own book. It was awesome. Yeah. I listened to uh, like they put more like oomph into it. Yeah, because they knew exactly what they had written. Mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, the McElroy brothers. They wrote a podcasting how to book. And oh yeah, I listened yeah. to that one, and they narrated it, and it was perfectly fine. Exactly, and and I think that that helped me keep interest. I would just do it. I would listen to it while I was just doing like errands or driving or something like that. Right, and I enjoyed it, and. That first night where I had only listened to about two hours of the book. Um, you were crying. I, I went up to Ian and I was like, babe, we need to be eyes. vegan. You were pounding your fists on my chest. <laughs> you were weeping. And I was like, what happened? Who died? What happened? What's going on? And you were like, no, we're going to die. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's basically what was going on in my head. <laughs> and I just filtered it into actual like adult words. Yeah. Um, and I just got really anxious. I felt like, man, we've been making somewhat better decisions for ourselves than, you know, a lot of people do, mm -hmm. but I felt like we had been lazy and we were like letting ourselves go and just getting like to go stuff all the time. Yeah. Which we did this whole past week a lot. Yeah. And it hurt and it still hurts to the point where like, I'm thinking about lunch today and I'm like, huh. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, that's the next thing, right? So I, yeah. I listened to only two hours of the book at that point, and I knew that the second half was going to talk about actual food. Mm -hmm. And I ended up buying the book, like yes. the actual physical paperback copy of the book. And I love it. And I've been able to like take little notes and set reminders for myself that, hey, like when you're making a meal, try to incorporate this and this and that. Mm -hmm. And it's really helped um, the few chances that I've had to actually make food for us this month because yeah. it's been kind of chaotic. I feel like even though we've been eating out, it wasn't bad food. No. Well, yesterday was the bad food, but what that was, was yesterday. Oh, Freddy's. right. Yeah, we had, I had beef. I had a burger. So Ian kind of like, so ever since his birthday this previous year, mm -hmm. um, he said he wouldn't have beef anymore, especially yeah. burgers, because that's like your one actual yeah. love of beef is the burger. Right. And we told ourselves like, or actually you told me like, what if I just made like this one exception? Or no, it was two, right? Yeah, I would, the idea is I would have a burger around Christmas, New Year's, mm -hmm. and then a burger for my birthday. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad we went with Freddy's because it was the thinnest of options. Right. But still the most fulfilling in flavor flavor yeah for sure it was really good i even had like a patty melt and i literally never have like burgers mm -hmm. but um it was that was pretty much the only one that we had that was kind of fatty and it made me feel a little guilty yeah every time we've been going out to eat we've been 
more like conscious about it. Yeah, like um, we did kava a week ago or yeah, more. And, and I love kava. Yeah, it's I love so getting good. down on them. It's Mediterranean. Yes, and it's just very clean. Um, and then we on a just spontaneous decision to have dinner with um, my friend Kendall. We decided to try a new place called Tarka Indian Kitchen. Yes. And we've never, <clears throat> like, we've always mentioned, like, oh, we should try it. So we, we decided to go. And when we were ordering, um, the cashier was really nice. And yes, I helpful. asked him for, like, suggestions because we'd never gone there before. And he pushed me in the right direction. And it was just amazing. And Wait, he pushed you? No. Well, I asked him. I was like, should I try this instead of that? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He put... His hands on you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go, go on. beat him up. <laughs> um, but the food was really, really good. And with Indian food, um, they do incorporate a lot of ingredients that are mentioned in the book that mm-hmm. I read and that you should consume. So it was really easy to get something uh, plant based there, like incredibly easy. So Kendall is vegan. Mm-hmm. And he's gluten-free. So sometimes it can be a little tricky finding a place where he could eat. Um, but this one was incredibly easy. So it was just a home run. And um, yeah, so ever since then, I, I feel like we are just trying to make uh, changes in our in our eating habits. Because right. I think we're at that, we're getting to that age where we're starting to feel the repercussions of the things that we did and ate when we were younger. Right. Um, so, you know, it is a scary thing. You know, we don't want to have like diabetes and high blood pressure and cholesterol issues and all this other stuff that tends to run in our families. Right. Especially um, because we we are so, I don't know if it's overworked, but we are so constantly moving that we don't have time to like work out. Even though we are going to start making time to yes. work out, we currently just don't have enough time to work out enough to make up for those bad decisions we make whenever we yeah. have chicken strips at Cane's, you know? Right. No, yeah, for sure. And I and I feel like it's just it is a hard decision to make mm-hmm. um because the people we surround ourselves with uh with the exception of Kendall you know, consume these things on a regular basis. So it is kind of, I I don't know about you, but I feel like it's a little bit of a burden to have to do this. Like, especially because I go see my mom every week and, you know, she cooks. That's like what she always does for us. She'll make something. And now she has to take that into consideration. (laughs) And I feel annoying, but I know that my mom has also taken a different lifestyle when it comes to eating. So she's made a lot of positive changes and helped me like get into that too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're all just working together and it just makes me happy because, you know, I'm terrified of going to the doctor. I keep telling myself this year, 2022, at the end of last year, I told myself, this is the year that I'm going to actually go to the doctor, like a primary care physician and get my blood work done. I want to know what I have damaged, what I need help with, what numbers are too high, what do I need to lower? I'm scared of that. So I kind of want to do as much as I can before I do that right. to help set myself up for, for success. Yes. Um, and I think that that anxiety has helped me move forward. Talking about anxiety, actually, another thing that has that I've done that's changed is um, I'm starting to take CBD, mm-hmm. which is... 
um, mostly just for, and I keep saying sometimes like it's a placebo effect, but I think that it does really help with anxiety. And I've noticed that I've, I've taken it every single day since I got it. And I don't really see myself not taking it every day. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like a dependency now. Mm -hmm. But it, it really does help keep me calm. I'm able to drive more. I'm able to be a little bit more balanced. But um, I just want to really take my health seriously this year. Yeah, definitely. And this year is just, I feel like this year is going to be good. It's just an important year to me. Um, it's going to be the year that we get married. Yes. The year that I'm making better decisions for myself. And I turned 30. <laughs> That's true. I turned the dirty 30 this year. I can't believe you're going to be 30. I'm going to just... be 30, flirty, and thriving, baby. <laughs> with me only, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I only flirt with you. <laughs> and I only thrive with you, too. Mm -hmm. Be before you, I was, what's the opposite of thriving? Diving? <laughs> That's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at Bowie right now. He's laying on the butter. Mm -hmm. We got a cute Sweet. little floor cushion that's uh, it's yellow like butter. And so I always make the joke that he looks like a bagel sitting on a bed of butter. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bagel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that this year, um, I, I hate saying that. You know, like, oh, this year, this year, this year, because it's a new year. But I think it's good for people like me who have a hard time setting goals for themselves and keeping up with them mm -hmm. to motivate, you know, without yeah. something like that. So I think that just by saying this every day, I will make it happen. You know, just talking yeah. about, like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be a year. Things are going to change. My mental health is going to get better. My physical health is going to get better. That is just going to happen. Yeah. Because I'm going to force myself to be held accountable. Yeah, I agree. Same here. Um, we also met with uh, one of our, I guess, a wedding planner. Is that what it would be, she's a, be called? Yeah, she does well, wedding planning and decorating. Decorating more so than, mm -hmm. yeah. Because, I mean, we pretty much have it planned. We know. Yeah. Yeah, but we met with her, and mm -hmm. that was nice. We got a better understanding of how the decor is going to look. She mm -hmm. got a better understanding of what exactly we wanted, mm -hmm. um, and I think it's going to be awesome. It's a great uh, relationship that we're building with her. Yes, she's really awesome, and I am glad that you got to meet her. Yes. Because like, I'm the only one who's had communication with her. Mm -hmm. Even Christy hadn't, and Christy's the one who's helping me plan everything. So it was just really nice for everyone to get to know each other and, and kind of make sure we have the same vision. <sighs> oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Oh, shit, that's what's up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that was nice getting to meet her. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm excited to see how it all works out. We still need to go suit hunting for me. Oh, goodness. Um, I guess we're going to have to do some sort of an online purchase and then maybe see a tailor about it yeah so we found out that pretty much all the major places that <clears throat> you can buy suits which is like a department store men's warehouse or joss a bank however you say it right you can't really get what ian wants as a suit it's more just like sports coats yeah which wouldn't look right i don't know i feel like it'd be better to have one whole suit that looks uniform than to have a jacket and a different style for pants um 
So we probably have to go with an online option. In fact, that'll be our goal for this week is we need to mm-hmm. make moves, whether we order swatches or yeah. figure out which company. Actually, we're let's go do with. that today. Let's order the swatches today. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. It's just click and and pay. And well, there's so many websites and options. So. Oh well, the one that the first one that we came up with, I forget okay. now. Um, but yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll we'll try to understand what is even possible. Because if right. I can't have a a tweed suit, then I don't need a tweed suit. I just wanted that kind of look and texture. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's like you know tweed with you know cotton or polyester or whatever they mix it with then so be it but at least you'll have the color and the cut and the mm. look that you want and that's what's most important yeah i already forgot my chest and shoulder size did you write that down by any chance mm, it was like 41 i think i think it was 40 oh no it was because <laughs> he kept wanting to put you in a 42 and that one was oh, too big oh that's right and then okay. we put you in a 40 and that one was too small it's tight right here yeah, so it was a 41 or else my cleavage would break <laughs> um, <laughs> um what else did we do in the time between last episode and this episode we watched two episodes of death note yeah we did i, don't, I already forgot what happened yeah and I'm, I'm pretty sure just l told or is his name l yeah l told light that he was l or maybe that happened previously or mm. i made... think it was more with misa like, oh more that's things right with misa happened and yeah basically she they figured out who she was. Yeah. And she didn't break. She didn't say who Light was. Right. Who uh, Kira was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kira won. Yeah. Killa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killa B. Um, and then uh, we watched, we saw several movies. We saw Spider-Man. Saw Spider-Man twice. Yeah. We saw Spider-Man twice. Uh, a lot of popcorn that week. Um <laughs> And icy. Yeah, and icy. We never, oh God, we never finished Hawkeye. Uh, oh my God. We yeah. need to do that because not this upcoming week, but the week after, we're finally going to be talking about that on my other podcast. Mm-hmm. So I need to watch that sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Obviously, we, we just watched something, but I'm sure that can be the next topic that we talk about. But I'm just mm-hmm. trying to figure out what else have we been trying to keep up with? We... I've been keeping up with the, and just like that, Sex and the City, which what? has been really good. And just like that? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That's what they're calling it. Oh, okay. Is it just like one season or something? I don't know. Oh. So I looked that up and I couldn't find any like concrete Definitive information. Answer. Yeah. Information. It's really good. I've only, there's only been four episodes and this fourth episode was like the best one. Oh, really? So, like, it's, like, all coming together for me. So That's I'm enjoying cool. that. Um, well, we also watched all of John Wilson season two. Yes, we watched was, that a lot yesterday. Yeah, it was very good. I I don't know what it is about that show. It just gets me hooked. He he talks to everybody and everything and literally He's learns fearless. all kinds of unbelievable stuff all the time. He makes New York seem like a terrifying place. <laughs> New York looks fucking horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Driving around in New York trying to find parking. Peak anxiety. Oh, God. I I was like, no, fuck that. I wouldn't have a car. If I had to live in New York, there's no galaxy where I'd have a car. Yeah. I would sell it. <laughs> I would sell it piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Um, what else? 
I think that's about it. Did yeah. We? New Year's was pretty chill. Yeah, actually. We, um, so my, my parents, mostly my dad, uh, really wanted to go see his family for New Year's. And to be honest, growing up, that was like a tradition. Mm-hmm. Every year we would go to my grandma's, my dad's mother's house, and there'd always be a big thing, right? Right. And, um, my dad wanted to do that, especially now that, you know, she's getting older. She's in her 80s. Um, he wanted to make sure that they went. And they knew that it was kind of a last-minute thing. Then mm-hmm. They knew that we probably wouldn't be able to go. Um, and my sisters, both of my sisters and I worked that day anyway. So yeah. it was just, it all worked out to where Me it too. was just. I worked also. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then basically we all just went to work, met up at my parents' house, and Basically, just watch the dogs. We ate. Yeah, we ate blockers. Yeah. How did that go for you? It was very good. It was very good. Blocker sauces are so good. Yeah. You know, I ate half of the macaroni and cheese, half of the french fries. I ate those two strips that were dressed in the half and half sauce that we got, that we chose. Oh, I can't talk Spicy right lemon pepper and Cajun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I ate my half of all the food, and I was still fucking starving afterwards. I wasn't. I was full. Well, you had one more piece of chicken than I did. Kind of. You for sure did. Was it definitely different in size? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's why. it was this big. That's why I was like, oh, if you can't finish that, I'll finish it. (laughs) (laughs) You did. Yeah. Well, no, you had like a little tiny chunk that was like breading. Yes. There was two chunks. I think maybe you're right. I was too. Regardless, I was still very hungry afterwards, and it, it kind of bummed me out. But then we went home, and there was already donuts, so I yeah. ate that. Um, and that's Ian's favorite uh, sweet, by the way, yes, donuts. for sure. Um, and then we went to Marbach for mm-hmm. actual New Year celebration. Yep. It um, was our one-year anniversary for of our engagement. engagement. Yes, yeah. So we went right back to the same place where Ian proposed last year, which yeah. was really cute. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I don't feel like it was enough fireworks or as much as there was last time. Last time I felt like it was not only in front of us, but behind us to the sides of us and above us. I think this time it was only really out there towards Mm -hmm. big country that it was like really big. Yeah, definitely. No, I I feel like it was different. I mean, obviously last year was more special to us because of the engagement, but it did feel a little bit different, but it was really nice. And I'm glad that, you know, my like Christy's boyfriend, Kellen, mm-hmm. and my friend Kendall was able to see it too. Cause I mean, I'm sure they would never have gone there yeah. if we didn't take them. True. Uh, so that was nice. And then we literally went home after that and we all got ready for bed. Yep. Like we didn't even bother trying to stay up past that. No. Um, but it was nice. It was chill. And it's what we were looking for. We didn't want to deal with, you know, large groups of people and drinking and stuff like that yeah for sure i didn't want to have to expose not only our friends that we do constantly see but then also whoever like if it was family or friends to them you know i just i didn't want to have to combine too many people into an area especially people who don't commonly interact with each other right because of all this pandemic stuff so yeah so that was another reason why we didn't really go anywhere besides just that corner of marbach and and uh which was outside yeah that's it yep and it was fun mm-hmm. it was a good nice little time um and then uh now we are 
at today, which is the second. Yesterday, we it was a very calm day. Yeah. We didn't do a whole lot. I napped for two hours. Yeah. You told me to wake you up after 20 minutes. I gave you 40 minutes, and you were still like, nah, got to sleep more. You should have let me only sleep 20 minutes. I feel like when you let me get to 40, I hit REM sleep, Uh, and it was like hard for me to wake up. Okay. Well, it wasn't necessarily 40. It was like 35. Mm -hmm. But still. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe if I woke you up after 20, you would have been good. I appreciate it, though. My body was exhausted. And you still did plenty that night, like yesterday, last night. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I don't know if it was even that big of a deal that you slept for so long. Nah. Um, but then, yeah, today we watched, we got up kind of late, like a lazy Sunday. Like we yeah. got up out of bed finally around like nine-ish. Yeah. We walked the boy. And then um, we watched the Harry Potter reunion. Yep. Which was a lot of fun. 20th anniversary. Yeah. And so that's the 20th anniversary of the Sorcerer's Stone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I. It's hard for me to have nostalgia for these movies because they've definitely been a part of my life, but they haven't been something that I adored, really. Mm-hmm. You know? And of course, I saw them in the theaters, and I I felt them, but I haven't watched them with the grown analytical mm-hmm. like look that I typically have at movies, right? In recent years, because I don't know, I just they don't appeal to me too much. Mm-hmm. But watching this, it was very nostalgic for me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of kids um, growing up that really loved Harry Potter got to share that with like their siblings or their friends. I never got that. Really? Never. So my sisters don't really like that kind of like fantasy. They don't like magic. They don't really care for that. They don't like Lord of the Rings? Not really. No. Oh. It's that's mostly my dad and I. Um I just grew up loving Harry Potter by myself. It was always like a thing that I just did. And funnily enough, every like my best friend didn't care for it. Whoever I was dating at the time didn't care for it. No one has ever cared about it except for me. So I knew that it was like something that I only got to experience, which mm-hmm. was fine. But um, I do kind of miss, I, I do wish that I had that like bond with someone. But right. um, I remember, so when I was a kid, I absolutely hated reading. Like I've always hated reading because I just can't um, sit still long enough to like read through a chapter i'm that person who i'll read a page and i'll go oh what did i just read and then i go back up and then i get frustrated so then i just give up yeah so i couldn't get into harry potter it through the books and when the movie first came out i remember asking my parents like oh i want to go see can we go see it and they were like no like that's witchcraft it's evil and you can't watch that so i just kind of like okay well i guess i can't watch it and when i was in elementary school i think it was like second grade um, I got points, funnily enough, for reading. So mm. when it came to reading for, like, school, I was good at it. But when it was for pleasure, I couldn't do it. Um, and I was allowed to watch a movie with a group of kids who also got a certain amount of points for reading. And it was Harry Potter. It was the first movie. And I remember I was so excited that I finally got to watch it. And I was instantly obsessed. And I wish I was a witch so badly. <laughs> um, I just... I always loved magic and just things that were just like fantastical. And um, 
after that, every movie that came out, like, I always had to go out of my way to get it. I, I couldn't go see it in theaters. My parents wouldn't take me or wouldn't let me go. My sisters didn't care to go with me. So I always ended up having to watch it by renting it. Yeah. So um, I didn't get, get that experience until I was a teenager when I was old enough to finally go by myself to the theater. And then I would drag a friend with me to go watch it. And they wouldn't really know what was going on. So it was just me kind of experiencing it. But... um. It was really nice because watching this reunion, I recently rewatched every single film. Yeah. So it was just, it's all kind of coming together within the a year of me watching all the films and then finally getting to watch this reunion. So that was really nice. Yeah. It was very cool. I liked it a lot. Um, I was constantly surrounded by people who loved Harry Potter and knew all kinds of shit about Harry Potter. Kenny was a huge Harry Potter head. He read all the books. Um, like, just everyone loved Harry Potter. And I was just like, okay. I mean, yeah, I remember it when I was a kid, you know? But <clears throat> I think it was around the time, because, like, my moms loved Harry Potter, too. And we had, like, tons of figures, and we mm -hmm. had all the fucking Harry Potter merch and just all this shit. And I think it was around the time that I moved away from my moms that I just didn't see them in the theater anymore. Mm. And so I just became detached from it. And How old were you? It was, oh, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it was the fourth movie was the last one I saw in the theater. Okay. And that's why I think I think of it so fondly is because I was like, that was my, like, um, like that was my finality with Harry Potter. You right. know what I mean? And so every time I look back on the films, I'm like, oh, yeah, but the fourth one, that one's a go one, mm -hmm. you know? Even though, like, I think I watched some of it with you one time for a little while mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is, uh, this is like, it felt like very hapdash. I don't know if that's a word. It just felt slapdash. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it was just kind of like just stuff was happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there wasn't like anything really kind of like momentous or pushing the, the story along. And I don't think that that's a fault that these movies have. I just think, um, it's like, it's, it is literally like a year of these kids' lives. It's yeah. like the whole, this is the major events that happen within the year of, you know, their freshman year of, of high school, even though that's not what it's called at Hogwarts, right. you know? And so, um, I, I really respect that about these movies is that it, it feels like really these kids' lives. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something my sisters would always tell me when they would watch it because I had it playing was that they thought it was really boring and nothing happened. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like 30 things happened. Like I mean, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no. But you're saying like it's just so, I don't know, it's like anticlimactic to no, you? No, that's not what I'm saying either. It's there's that's it's not like a linear story to me. It's just like, oh, what happens here? Oh, this event happens. And then the next thing that happens is just another event. It's not like these are events that push the story forward. It's just, oh, what happens? Oh, Ron's mad at Harry because he also wants to be on Quidditch or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's Oh, not, well, yeah, there's filler stuff like that's that. That's what I'm obviously. saying. Like it's there's nothing that that feels like these are sequential storytelling. It's just literally like, oh, here's all the big events that are happening within the year. Well, I, I don't find it boring. I just don't find it to be an appetizing way to tell a story. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. I mean, every movie has a big thing that pushes mm -hmm. the story forward. Otherwise, why would they have 
another movie, right? But there has to be that filler of just regular life that has to happen because as a kid, especially when you're watching these when they're brand new, you want to relate to these characters. Yeah. And how could you relate to, you know, Harry having to do a task that's going to get him closer to hiding from or beating Voldemort without having something that you can see like yourself doing or your friends doing. Like you have to have that part of the story because I think when you go into these big like like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you go into them knowing that they're going to be slow burns. You're, you know it's going to be this thing that's going to have to cover so much ground. So I feel like when you have that mindset, you enjoy it, I guess. Or at least that's how I am. Uh, but I know it can seem like it's not enjoyable or not as enjoyable as it could be in terms of storytelling. Yeah. I guess comparing it to Lord of the Rings is good because Lord of the Rings, you can see everyone's minds ticking and, and moving. And like the events happen to move the next event forward. Like, mm. you know, like, oh, this happens. So now these armies have to come together or, you know, these people are coming together because they agree that they need to destroy the ring and they have to travel all this time. And so you see what happens and why they have to travel through this direction or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like every event pushes the next event forward as to where Harry Potter is just like, oh, no, these are just all the events that happen. Right. Yeah. Because the Lord of the Rings movies, it's like there's literally one task. Right. And all they're doing is going from point A to point B and then shit happens in between Mm -hmm. the first half of point A to point B and it's all one thing. Whereas Harry Potter, it's a whole life. Right. A whole 10 years of a kid's or kid's lives. So obviously there's got to be much more to it. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, unless you are invested in that world, it's hard to really yeah. get into it yeah definitely especially if you're if it's just like on mm-hmm. and you haven't seen that movie and you're gonna watch it for the first time you won't really be able to get into it i think you have to watch all the other ones and understand what all happened i agree and you have to like these characters too yeah um one thing that i'm really proud of the harry Pot- potter fandom mm-hmm. is that they seem to be the least toxic fandom Oh, yeah. Like, in existence. Mm-hmm. Like, where I think Star Wars would be one end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. Harry Potter is the complete opposite. Yeah. Where, like, every fan is so accepting of these characters and these journeys and of each other, mm-hmm. it's just only, you know, J.K. Rowling that things I, have really... I think that's very true. Like, I like that even the fandom... Uh, comes together when it comes to holding her accountable for the things that she's done the lack of inclusivity throughout the books just everything that she's said they're like even though we love harry potter no we're gonna hold her accountable and i think that that's really admirable um especially when it's like twitter is a toxic social media application and you know when you get on it um it's nice to see everyone or, you know, a majority of people mm-hmm. agree about that. And it's nice to see that. In fact, um, in the reunion, every time she showed up, which was just maybe like three times um, talking about the story, it would say filmed in 2019 at the top just to kind of make it feel like, you know, she wasn't invited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get it. I mean, you can definitely dislike her for her dumb ideas and her dumb takes on humans Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she did make something that I think a lot of people feel very, you know, greatly about. Mm-hmm. It's something special for a lot of people, and you can't really take that away, you know? Yeah. But I do, I do, I think I like Harry Potter more after watching this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I would, wouldn't mind like sitting down and watching them all, especially if we want to do it for this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of which, we did decide that we we're going to be watching some yeah. horror movies. Yeah. I mean, we can sprinkle them around. And, yeah. But yeah. So that'll definitely be coming. I think we're going to probably start with Scream. We should also do Lord of the Rings, since I've only seen The Fellowship of <gasps> the Rings. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm happy that we get to watch stuff that that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, the reunion was really sweet. It uh, One of the things that I told Ian that was really nice is that it's really sweet to see that everyone had such good things to say about each other and mm-hmm. that they clearly all enjoyed working together and respected each other and... That's really nice to see because that's not always the case. I mean, yeah. like with Sex in the City, Kim Cattrall didn't come back because of, you know, her relationship with them. So especially Sarah Jessica Parker. So that that sucks and it ruins a little bit of the magic for you. <laughs> so knowing that they all really loved each other makes it feel more special and more family-like while watching the films. Yeah. It's also sad to see... It's like how intrinsically tied each of these young people are to their characters to the point where it's it's possible that it's shaped them to be the way that they are today. Where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, you wrote Ron Weasley a certain way. Rupert Grant might adopt those personality traits because yeah. he had to be that person for so long mm-hmm. so often and such crucial moments of of his life you know mm-hmm. like his is um forming of a personality and as a human you know what i mean like yeah. like amongst the three of them especially like because obviously um draco malfoy is such a caricature mm-hmm. of like an evil little bully kid that if you are actually friends with these people, obviously you have to play two different people. And so you yeah. can detach your, you can detach yourself from that, that yes. person. And so, you know, these three people fucking, uh, Hermione Granger, um, Emma, yeah. Emma Watson, Rupert Grant and Daniel Radcliffe. They, they kind of had to become these people. And, um, it's scary and it's kind of sad, mm-hmm. but also like, you know that these characters are good people, so mm-hmm. these these humans must be good people too, you know? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I like that they didn't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. It was cute. I think that, I guess it's kind of hard to ask you, but how do you feel about this reunion versus the Friends reunion? Oh, God, this reunion was two billion times better than the Friends reunion. Yeah. The Friends reunion happened too late in the span of when the show ended and when they could have come to back to reunion or to, yeah, to reunion. To reunite. Reunite. Yeah. You got, <laughs> um, that was a joke. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think it was like 27 years after the last season. No, that can't be right. Right. No. Or after the first season. I don't remember when the, the reunion like what the time span is between the reunion and the first season. But regardless, it should have been a lot less than time. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that's true. And they should have come back together to continue the story. Yeah. Almost like how Sex in the City is. And and then also do like a sit down talk show type of thing, but and especially not with who they got. What's his fucking oh James gosh. Corden? Yeah, I feel like I feel like this one, the Harry Potter one, just felt more person mm-hmm. personable than the Friends one did. And I feel like the fact that uh, James Corden was kind of like running it felt kind of weird, yeah, um, and detached. And it was it wasn't as um open as it could have been like mm. it was with the Harry Potter one because they were just talking like you could tell that they were bringing up like topics and then they talked about them but they only picked like the 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 like, go- like yeah. the meaty stuff to actually yeah. put in and show yeah no definitely um yeah it should have happened like 4 years ago and mm-hmm. it should have been with they should have done like 4 episodes yeah. And then uh, the fifth one would have been like Jimmy Kimmel. Because <laughs> I like Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Because he's actually funny. And he could have talked to them. And I think he has like a really good relationship with like half of them already. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would have been really cool and yeah. really nice. And But it's sad that it happened the way that it did. I mean, I'm grateful that we got anything at all. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, the Harry Potter one was far better. Yeah, definitely. I feel like with with friends, not that they're like old and bitter, but they're just kind of there's like a different um, feeling that I got from them. Yeah. Not all of them, just some of them. And then whereas with the Harry Potter one, like I can't remember who said it, but they were like, I feel like we don't even we didn't even earn a reunion yet. Like yeah. not enough time has passed. But I think that you could tell. I, I one of the people that I really appreciate is Daniel Radcliffe because he can't really stray from Harry Potter because he's such an iconic role mm-hmm. that I feel like it's hard for him to get roles. Um, but I feel like he doesn't take it personally. No, yeah. He seems like very grateful for what he can do and he just has fun with the projects that he does do. And he had nothing but positive things to say no matter who he was talking to in the reunion so i think that i really respect daniel radcliffe yeah me too that's a good call i would like them to do something more oh yeah i mean there's time they're what like 30 32 maybe something like that i feel like if they wanted to they could do something in the future because the story like the little and seeing the epilogue their parents so it would be interesting to see that side of them yeah the thing is like i already know like this the overarching story across the movies is already so i don't want to say anything bad about it but it just it's just one idea which is just right you know the boy has to die so the the Lord can have all the power, but the boy decides to kill the Lord to save him and all his friends. And it's just like, what more could you do that would feel substantial? Right. And I'm sure that's why there isn't going to be anything. Yeah. I think at this point, it's just the fans being like greedy and wanting more. Yeah. Kind of like how you would want more out of friends. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Like, I feel like they had a good ending. I, I feel agree. like it didn't need to go any further. Could it? Could it have gone further? Sure, but it didn't need to. 
And John Williams' score to the whole movie is so fucking good. Yes. It made me start thinking, like, huh, could they get John Williams to do something in the MCU, maybe? Uh, Maybe the Fantastic Four. Mm. That would be cool. That would be cool. But, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Harry Potter? No. Just that I'm happy that I got to really enjoy this series and one day show our children. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm, I'm excited to experience things through our children's eyes one mm-hmm. day, and I'm really excited to show them Harry Potter. What age should we show them Harry Potter? Because, like, the first three films, I feel like we can show them those in, like, elementary to oh, for middle sure. school. But it it kind of gets pretty heavy, like, as it goes on. Yeah. I don't think they would care mm-hmm. to see teenage kids when they're, like, nine. So it would be, like, you know. So we'd have to... Sp- Sprinkle it out. We could show them the first two movies and the next two. We'd, we'd split it that way. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Um, and it's not like we don't already have a thousand other franchises exactly. that they could also we have fucking so watch. Much, so Ugh. much content they could watch. I mean, Jesus. I'm excited though because I feel like my parents didn't really do that with me like they did with some stuff, but my dad only showed me like teenage stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 16 Candles or like. The Outsiders, like just stuff like that, that I got to appreciate as I got older. But when I was little, I didn't really have anything like that. Yeah. So I think it'd be cute to experience that with kids and have them have that from us. I agree. I'm I'm very excited to show our kids stuff. I don't. I also don't want to like shove things down their mm-hmm. throats. But you know, that's uh, that's something we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. when it comes. Um, is that it for today? I think that's it. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, No, we said we'd be better. Yeah. Now that the holidays are over, we're going to be able to have a little bit more consistency. Okay. Do you want to try and do like a weekly thing? Is that what you want to try and do? No, we decided bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Yeah. Okay. So that way we have a couple of things to talk about that we've watched throughout the weeks. For sure. Do you want to talk about how you felt about Spider-Man? Oh, sure. How was it for you? I loved it. Yeah. It was, it's pretty incredible how they were able to tell so many different little stories within this big, huge thing and also put Peter Parker in the place that he is by the end of the movie without saying too much, you know? Yeah, definitely. I I think that we have only seen Tom Holland's Spider-Man or Peter Parker go through things that you never saw other Spider-Men go through mm-hmm. um, to the point where it was almost like, wow, he's going through all these like epic issues and dealing with aliens and stuff. And the other guys never had to go through that. Yeah. But also it's almost like nothing ever went wrong for him. Yeah. It was always like little teenage stuff that didn't really matter. Like n- there were not a lot of high stakes for his Peter Parker. Yeah. Like the things that, that Andrew and Toby's, uh, Peters went through was much more personable. Right. It was personal. Yeah. As to where Spider-Man was always just another guy punching Thanos, you know? Right. And it, it was almost like he was too perfect and too happy. Even to the point where in fucking, what is it called? Homecoming, he he ditches Ned at the party and then he goes to apologize to Ned and there's no like conflict. Ned's just like, eh, it's all right, man. Yeah. 
And it's like, okay. He has it too good. He has it way too good. <laughs> Damn. His friends were way too good for him. Yeah. So it was it was nice to see him. And his aunt, too. Damn. Everyone was True. so accommodated. There was no conflict when she found out he was Spider-Man. It was just like, hey, you want to help me, like promote feast like yeah oh man it was just it was just too good to be true and it was nice to see him have to overcome these personal issues yeah which i mean i it's not like i grew up reading spider-man or anything but it just seems like spider-man based on how you describe him or peter parker is that there's just a lot of heart to him Mm -hmm. and it was nice to see more of that with tom holland because Personally, I really like Tom Holland. I don't like to come. I don't like to say, "Oh, I have a favorite Spider-Man." Right. I don't care about that. But I really like Tom Holland as an actor, and I think he does a really good job. So it was nice to see him get that challenge. Yeah, definitely. Who is your favorite Spider-Man? You got to <laughs> pick one. You want to know mine? Yeah, Jake Johnson. He's <laughs> my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, you're right. He's the best one. Who's your favorite Joker? Joker. Yeah. Oh, mine's Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> he was a Joker in the Lego movie, the I, Lego Batman. I vaguely remember that movie, and I saw it in theaters. It's just so adorable. I love that Joker. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you saw that good. in the theaters. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you saw it with me. No, you saw it in the theaters, and then you watched it with me. I'm Lego confused. Batman, not Lego, not just oh, Lego the movie. Lego movie. Okay, I saw the Lego movie in theaters. Yeah, but you saw Lego Batman with me. Yes, and Zach Galifianakis is Joker in that movie. Yeah. We should rewatch that because it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Fucking... I never really wanted to watch the Lego movies. I was like, <laughs> Lego movies? I don't give a shit. The first one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the Batman movie was pretty good, too. And that one had Michael Sarah as Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're cute. And yeah. they had really good actors. And those movies are actually really cute. But it was something that I didn't, like, want to invest my time in. Yeah. But um, I don't. I don't think I'll ever have a favorite Spider-Man. I'm just gonna enjoy all of them, which reminds me, I re- I really want to rewatch. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, man, if they just make the Venom verse, the Andrew Garfield verse, I'll be so fucking happy. Can mm-hmm. you imagine Tom Tom Hardy going up against Andrew Garfield? Mm-hmm. Man, that sounds so good. I I'm excited where wherever they take it. True, honestly. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. We said bye already, but let's say bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Have fun. We'll see you soon. Have fun. Bye. (laughs) You're probably playing the outro music now. So, okay, let's. I'm not going to play any sound buttons this time. Bye. Bye. God damn it. I pressed it. Oh. (laughs) Bowie. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) 